In a time where action heroes had nothing else better to do than to make cheesy family films like Stop or My Mom Will Shoot or The Almighty Kindergarten Cop, there was one film, one that flew under the radar, one that dared to tame Chuck Norris. That's right, we're talking about 1992's Sidekicks. You can do it, Barry! Barry was a hero in his heart. I really like you. We always seem to meet this way. It's not going to be so easy this time. But he wanted someone to prove it to. Do you want a real shot at me? Well, there's your chance. Karate tournament. And he needed his fantasy partner. Hi, I'm Chuck Norris. To become his real-life teammate. Why don't you and I go win this thing, huh? Jonathan Brandis and Chuck Norris. I can't believe that was you. Sidekicks. Rated PG. Starts Friday, April 30th. Now, normally I'd give you the same old tired spiel about how I saw this movie when I was introduced to it, you know, the same old crap cliche that I normally do that I'm pretty sure I'm going to do in future episodes. But for this movie, I just really don't know. It's just one of those movies that have always been there. And I knew that I rented this movie way too many times than I should have because the moment we'd walk into Blockbuster on Friday nights, my mom would give me this annoying look. First thing she would tell me is, don't you better not rent that stupid movie with Chuck Norris. Or... Don't ask me for popcorn. Don't ask me for any of these fucking stupid snacks here. Because for some reason, Blockbuster sold snacks and popcorn at movie theater prices, but with taxes. What a BS thing for them to do. The movie stars Jonathan Brandis' Barry. Now, if you're not too familiar with his work, he was on a little show called Sequest, which I don't know really anybody who watched it. He was on Ladybugs, the soccer movie with Rodney Dangerfield, I think... Everybody has seen that at one point in time. Or most of you may remember him as young Bill Denborough from the first part of the It TV miniseries. You know, he was the kid who stuttered a lot. I played him. Now, Barry Yofta gets picked on at school. He has asthma. He can't be part of the gym class. And most of the time he gets shit on for having an imaginary friend in the form of Chuck Norris. And they go on these wild ass adventures. They aren't fun adventures or they aren't mischievous adventures like the ones on Drop Dead Fred. The mega bitch! It's crazy to think that while everybody's daydreams are hidden in your own mind, his are right out loud and embarrassing. The most embarrassing has to be right at the beginning of the movie. When we see Barry and Chuck fight off ninjas to save Miss Chan, Barry's teacher. Now, when they're victorious, we hear the cheesiest speech I've ever heard. And to, it, it really does make me cringe. But to make things even worse, he's reciting this thing in front of his class. And he doesn't even know it. That's all right, Chuck. That's what sidekicks are for. But wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, all you gotta do is ask, Chuck. <laughs> sure thing, Chucky Poo, old pal. Any old time, old buddy. Yeah, very weary, you geek. <laughs> what a dork. <laughs> Why don't you just leave him alone? Don't adjust your ears for that one because that familiar voice is actually Winnie Cooper, Danica McKellar. She plays Lauren. She's somewhat of a love interest for Barry, but 
We'll get to her a little later. Now, Miss Chan decides to call a parent-teacher conference and meet with Barry's dad. Now, his dad is uh, is in the same realm of being a wuss. But he also thinks, well, I'm going to put my son in martial arts. Maybe that'll straighten him up. Maybe he won't be daydreaming of a man with chest hair and a beard and them just going off and having these random adventures. Maybe this will help him out. Wrong. Wrong. That's when we meet my favorite martial arts villain ever, Kelly Stone. This man needs no reasoning behind my praise. You know what? I'll just let you listen. Uh, father here tells me all you think about is this... Uh art this craft that has taken me years years to master <coughs> could you wheeze a little quieter kid i'm trying to talk here excuse me mr stone my son has a a, a condition uh, oh yeah you must be pretty good to uh win all this stuff well i don't like to brag or anything yeah i bet you're almost as good as uh chuck norris chuck norris Chuck Norris? He doesn't compete anymore, kid. And one of the reasons, one of the main reasons he doesn't is me. <laughs> okay, let's... Uh... Yeah. He doesn't compete because I would kick his ass. Let's go, son. Come yeah. on. Kick his ass. Got you the first time. Stone is played by Joe Piscopo of 1980s, actually early 80s, Saturday Night Live fame. But you can tell this dude has so much fun playing this character. His acting is so over the top, you can't help but love the guy. But you'll also be bummed out at the same time that he does not get a lot of screen time. Barry is introduced to Uncle Lee. Now, Lee is Mrs. Chan's, I guess you can call him her uncle, right? That's that's the character's name. But anyways, he decides that he is going to be basically Barry's Mr. Miyagi. Now, if you recognize Uncle Lee's voice, he is actually Mako, which is pretty much one name, kind of like Prince. But his voice, uh, if you tied it to any movie, it would probably be the 2007 Ninja Turtle movie, that CGI one that doesn't get enough credit. To throw a little Karate Kid nod in there, Mako was almost Mr. Miyagi. But due to his commitments to filming Conan the Destroyer, he had to drop out. Now, I'm going to say this once. As much as I like this guy, no one will ever compete with Pat Morita. But you know what? I better stop before I start crying like I did when they read Daniel those letters in season three of Cobra Kai. Spoiler alert. It's funny to think how this is a Norris family project. Aaron Norris, Chuck's brother, was the director. Eric Norris, Chuck's son, has a cameo in this movie. Now, it's a scene where these bikers show up in Mr. Chan's restaurant and they're about to cause a whole bunch of trouble. There's one person in there that looks identical to Chuck. And for many years, I really thought it was him. I was like, ah, maybe they couldn't get another actor. But to find out that it's actually his son, the resemblance is uncanny. Now, remember what scene I'm telling you about, because if you blink, you're actually gonna miss it. In all of these teenage underdog stories, you know, we always have a bully, a great bully, one that you talk about for decades, like Johnny Lawrence or Biff Tannen. No, there's no other bully better than Biff Tannen. No one will ever take the reins of that guy. But this time we're actually left with 
Randy Cellini. What a shitty name, right? This doesn't even sound menacing. He looks like one of Tim Allen's kids on Home Improvement. The writers do a great job in painting Barry as the ultimate underdog. But there's one low point in this movie, and it's got to be the lowest point of Barry's life. So Lauren, we meet earlier in the movie, is you know somewhat of Barry's love interest. She takes an interest in him. She talks to him. She becomes friends with him. She walks with him to school. You know, all the good stuff. Well, I'm assuming Barry got the big signals, and uh, he decided, well, he's going to ask her out. Her response literally sends this dude to the hospital. What a bitch. You know, I, I, I can't stand that. I can't stand how, how women can never give you the correct answer. They always have to make you decipher riddles and shit. But poor Barry really thought he had a chance really swung for the fences but you know what it didn't work out for him oh um lauren um i uh i uh you know i really like you i like you too barry okay great uh well if i like you and uh, you like me why don't we uh Go out. Go out? Yeah. Barry, I like you, but just not like that. What? I worry about you. The others are so mean. It makes me feel so... Sorry for me. Watch this, Lise. You can actually pinpoint the second when his heart rips in half. And now... Ah! Let's not forget about these crazy-ass daydreams. Now, my favorite having to be the Wild West one. Uh, There's no other way to describe it. Barry and Chuck go into a saloon and ask for milk. And it is stupid. It's way over the top. And Stone is actually the bad guy in this daydream. Go ahead and check it out. Well, 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 if it isn't the two big, bad walls. Why do you have? Milk. (laughs) Hey, how about some cookies? Bartender, make mine milk too. Man, that Stone character is just like the best in this whole movie. Every scene he's in, he just makes an impact. But we're not here about him. Let's just keep on going with Barry and his in his in his crybaby ways. So he's actually Barry is actually invited to a tournament. Now, this isn't like the All Valley tournament on the karate kid where you know, you get just teenagers. No, this is all different age groups, different styles, weapons even. But the best part about it is when Barry actually meets Chuck live in person for the first time. Now, the acting is so great on that because Barry's look of of shock is just, it's actually really heartwarming to see. 
Um, this kid really gets shit on the whole movie, and to, for for him to finally meet his imaginary friend in person is just it, it's a great scene. Stone and Chuck fight it out, and it, it's actually a really funny fight. Um, it's really over the top, and it's kind of stupid, but it's hilarious nonetheless. Sadly, we don't get to see Randy Cellini, which is a shitty name still, fight Barry. They don't duke it out, so there's really no closure that way. But they kind of just go for brick breaking, which is just kind of weird and stupid at the same time. But that's not the best part of the tournament. The best part has to be the nunchuck scene. Oh, a fellow chucker, eh? Now, after this whole thing is done and you decide, well, hey, I'm going to watch this movie, you'll be amped up for that part. And if you don't want to watch this movie and you want to research clips or just kind of see little glimpses of this film, make sure that you go out of your way to see the nunchuck scene. It is something that has to be witnessed. It is actually the most impressive use of that weapon I have ever seen in any movie. It's really sad how this movie does not get a lot of recognition, and it really should. But I feel like that's the way it is with all Chuck Norris movies. People are not great fans of his like they are with Arnold or Stallone. I feel like Chuck is more of a of a meme star than an actual action star or a film star of any sort. Now, if you really want to go check out a great Chuck Norris movie, go ahead and look at the trailer for Invasion USA. You will not be disappointed. Sidekicks never got an official DVD release. It's always been on VHS. Somehow it's on Laserdisc. Don't even ask me why. But if you go to YouTube and you type in Sidekicks 1992, you'll get the whole movie in its entirety. Now, last thing. I want to apologize for any of that background noise that you heard throughout this whole episode. If you stuck around, thank you. But this was actually my first time trying to record in the garage. And... It didn't work out as well as I thought it did. The wind blew and made my garage door sound like a some sort of creepy gate. So I'm not in a cemetery. I'm not trying to record for the Absolute Paranormal podcast. Uh, it's just the way it is for this episode. I really do apologize for that. But you can catch me at slash underscore vision underscore TV on Instagram. You can write me messages, whatever you want. So until next time.